what up, what up, what up, what up? We back in your ass with a dime bag, little bitch. This is going to be a new part of the show that we're going to do at least once a week if we can. Well, we're going to do something new called Breaking Down the Bars. And this is Breaking Down the Bars, Volume 1. Today, to help break down some of the bars, we're going to be featuring my boy, Earl Edwin Esquire III. The premise behind this, so that y'all can know what y'all looking forward to, is we're going to take some lyrics from some hip-hop classic songs, and we're going to play the song, and we're going to stop, and we're going to break down some of the bars, one by one. Sometimes I'm going to help out, because some lyrics are just meant to be broken down in a street way, but some lyrics are meant to be broke down in a very elegant and very proper way. And that's where my boy Earl Edwin Esquire III comes in. Introduce yourself, Earl. Well, hello there. My name is Earl Edwin Esquire III, and I am here to help break down some of the best hip-hop lyrics in a way that is more eloquent and more understandable. I have a very, very good diction of the English language. A lot of hip hop, I've noticed, involves a lot of vernacular, and it involves a lot of slang. So now, for some of you proper Negroes, and for some of you white folks, I will finally help you understand some of your best hip-hop lyrics. With that said, Lewis S. Black, let them know what we will be showcasing today. Alright, thank you, bro. Well, as you can see, I was playing some UGK. UGK was one of my favorite groups back in the days. As far as duos, literally just me personally, and this is not me making a statement on hip-hop because everybody's got their thing, um, some of my favorite duos were Run DMC, Outkast, UGK, 8Ball and MJG. Crisscross personally inspired me to get into the rap game back in the early 90s. Shouts out to Field Mob. That was another good ass duo. Hell, shouts out to Jay-Z and Kanye West when they just decided to form a duo. I've always liked duos because there's something special about duos when it comes to hip-hop. It's one thing when it's a group of like four or five guys, you know, the bars have to be kind of shared equally because rap is a three-bar format, sometimes four, but something has to get shortened up because at the end of the day, you want the song to still just be three to five minutes at best. One thing I like about duos is usually one guy can do a 16, another guy can do a 16, and then usually guys can come together and share 16s. So this particular episode of Breaking Down the Bars is going to be dedicated to one of my favorite duos of all time, UGK, and rest in peace to Pimp C. We're going to break down Pimp C's verse for one of my personal favorite songs by UGK, which is Murder. That's why I decided to let that song play last. 
UGK has plenty of hits. I saw them do a song with Jay-Z that was on Jay-Z's album. And even still, they got together and they made themselves a duo on that song. So what we're going to do is we're going to delve into the lyrics of Pimp C. And we're going to break it down and really show you what was going on as far as what Pimp C was saying. I feel like it's really special to break down a Southern lyricist bars because Southern lyricists, not only are they portraying the message, but they have a lot of vernacular and a whole lot of things that they're saying. I've noticed sometimes with the East Coast, it's more of a plain language type of thing. It's very plain spoken. So what they're saying is what they're saying. If the East Coast artist says, I'm getting ready to go get 10 bricks and flip you pretty much already know okay he's going to get 10 bricks of coke and he's getting ready to go try to uh flip it and make something off of it down south niggas they got a whole nother language so we're going to break down this verse and show the language of it with that said let's get into it we're going to go into a quick commercial break and we're going to give you the breakdown with me and Earl Edwin Esquire III. Be right back. What's good, y'all? This is your boy, Lewis Says Black. Before we get off into this episode with the breakdown UGK murder, I want to let you know, if you're a fan of new music and old music, Tidal is the perfect app for you. The good thing about Tidal is not only will it put you up with the newest music and the newest music from your favorite artist, it gives you pretty much their whole catalog. So, in my case, if you want to hear the latest UGK, use Tidal. If you want to go all the way back to their first album, use Tidal. They pretty much have anybody that you can think of. So definitely give them a try. The good thing about them is they always give you a free one month track just to see if you like the product and if you like the product after that it's $9.99 a month so I challenge everybody to go to your app store and download the title map and tell me what you think peace out let's go without further ado let's get off into breaking down the bars volume one with UGK murder Maestro, cue up the music, please. Fuck this motherfucker. He just got low, you know what I mean? Because we got to get out here. Ain't no place here for us, you know what I mean? But that motherfucker need a killer, that's all. Well, my name is Earl Edwin Esquire III. Basically, Pimp C, he wanted to pay homage to some of those that choose to engage in the profession of having women solicit their body for sex and in turn give their money back to them. And he also wanted to give homage to his first name, which is Chad. 
hence the name Pimp C. So he wanted to make a strong presence by letting him know that his name is still Pimp C, and he wanted to make sure that he called you a female dog. And when he said, what the fuck is up, he basically wanted to find out what is going on in the streets. He wants to know what the current events are in his neighborhood. Now, he is also letting you know that he is putting cocaine out there on a street level because that is where his main demographic is. And while letting you know that he has cocaine for sale on the streets, he also wanted to let you know that he is very well endowed with his testicles. He also wanted to inform you that he just came back from the state of Louisiana and the vehicle of choice that he chose to drive was a Fleetwood Cadillac. Pimpsey decided to serve in a profession to where he wants to be what they call a distributor. So rather than doing what some of you Negroes call hand to ham, he likes to serve the actual drug dealers at a wholesale price. Once he served those drug dealers, they wound, he wound up giving them some very pure cocaine. Once the cocaine was turned into the form of crack cocaine, those drug addicts were so delighted by the potency of the cocaine itself that they actually passed out. Yeah, this your boy Lewis says black. On that one, it ain't no translation for that. On that one, that nigga just throwing out them prices. And real street niggas know exactly what them prices is about. That nigga just letting you know what them prices is about. Well, I am so proud of Pimp C. He is doing very good and he knows a lot of people. During that next segment, he was letting you know that he has a very good connection. He knows some people that know people. And if he were to tell you about the price that he is able to get for a kilo of cocaine, most other people that have street sense and knowledge of the drug trafficking game would think that he was lying because the low prices are just so phenomenal. He's also letting you know that he is a very established older gentleman, but he knows some gentlemen that have been in this drug game at the tender age of 22. And at the age of 22, these young men have already gotten themselves established and they have already made a financial earning to the point to where they are thinking about possibly retiring and settling down with the funds that they have. He also lets you know that he is in the business and the business is very easy for him 
The business is so easy for him that he has been able to buy a very top of the line luxury Mercedes Benz. Along with having a Mercedes Benz, he made a very good sound real estate investment by buying a home made out of brick. Brick homes are some of the best homes to buy because even during tornado and hurricane season, houses made out of pure brick stand a better chance of holding up. Along with that, he has decided to get two rental properties. He has two apartments, and in those two apartments, because at his home, he likes to be more of a family man, in those two apartments, he likes to invite over friends and he likes to entertain them. This is just marvelous. Talk bounce to the house, cause the poor of the shit. I done got me 50 ounces out of burden this bitch. Tighten up, no snack, bitch, checking my stock. Got some birds, I said a nigga, some I go rock a rock. Yeah, bro, Lewis Black coming to you. On that one, he's letting you know that. Dub, he's 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 flipping shit by the ounce if he has to, and he's letting you know that the Broham, the Broham Cadillac. Most niggas know that the Broham Cadillac is one of the few Cadillacs that's long enough to where you can put that bitch on switches, and everybody knows that he did front, back, side to side. So he's letting you know that if y'all want to hit switches, come fuck with him in that Cadillac. He's also letting you know that out of a bird, he's able to cut this shit. He knows how to cut the shit up. And he can get 50 ounces out of a whole bird. He knows how to stretch it. He's letting you know that his cut game is strong. He's saying tighten up. He's letting you know that he's on his shit. No slack. He ain't playing. Bitch is checking my stock. He's basically letting you know that um he's got females working for him. And he's got females doing inventory on his ass. He's got some... That he just sells wholesale. As far as them birds, some he'll sell wholesale. But he's also letting you know that he has no problem getting back on that regular street level and just going rock to rock and going hand to hand combat on niggas. Well, he is a very busy man. Along with that, he does like to travel. And when he travels, it's not always about drug business. Basically, Pimp C went to California and he kicked it with a well-known rapper by the name of Be Legit, who is also down with the click, which is E-40, Be Legit, Sugar T, and the other guy, but I forget his name. Now, while he was hanging out with Be Legit, Be Legit introduced him to a very potent strand of weed by the name of Purple Chronic. The color is purple, and Chronic is a very strong weed, or should I say marijuana, that was introduced by Andre Young, a.k.a. Dr. Dre, a very prominent producer. Along with smoking weed, they decided to drink some Hurricanes, which is a very popular drink 
that was made famous by one of his other friends, E-40. Now he flashes, and he's at the studio with a guy that calls himself Tone. And while he's at the studio, he's having a marvelous time with Stone. Or, excuse me, Studio Tone. And he wishes that he could stay, because they're having a jolly good time. But he needs to depart ways, because he needs to speak with Percy Miller, a.k.a. Master P., because Master P, as a very prominent entrepreneur, has a few ideas that he wants to run by him so that they can perhaps make some sound investments and make some money together. If we play it from the south stack, G's man, like ball, I got a stack, big G's man. Bitch, say you want to show you got nine grand. I ain't rapping shit until my money in my hand. Now, you kind of square, Earl. So, Earl Edwin Esquire III, we're going to have to break this down piece by piece. I got the first part, which is when players from the South stack G's, man. It's basically saying we some play-ass niggas, we got hoes, and we not only get thousands of dollars, we don't just get thousands and spend it. You know what I'm saying? We also get it and save it. And he's saying like ball. He's got to stack big cheese, man. Further reinforcing what I just told y'all dumb motherfuckers, which is they are trying to literally get a nice amount of money saved up. Well put. Now he says, <clears throat> such vulgar language. Bitch, say he want to show you got nine grand I ain't rapping shit until my money in my hand. Sounds like he is dealing with a promoter. Promoters love to engage in the business of putting together venues, concerts. The promoter has asked for him and Bun B, or maybe him by himself, to do a show. They want him to perform and sing some of his best hits. For 9000 American dollars. Pimp C has no problem doing that. But at this point, he is properly letting the promoter know that he will not show up on the stage until all of the money has been presented to him properly. I applaud him. That is very good business practice. Rest in peace to the pimp. At this point, because Texas is a very big state, he wants to let you know that he resides in the southern part of Texas, and that is where he stays at. He also wants to let you know that he receives financial dividends from another man's woman every single day around the clock. He further enforces that by letting him know, big paper I'm folding. He's basically letting you know that he receives so many 50s, 
in $100 bills that in order to fit it inside of his pocket, he has to fold the money up. And a lot of gangster rappers like to put rubber bands on it. Shouts out to T.I., the rubber band man. He says, hose is on my motherfucking jock for all of this dick that I be holding. Very simple. He is basically letting you know that a lot of women are very attracted to him and they give him a lot of tension because he is very well endowed. I hate grown men, show it. Especially the food to take a silent and got my niggas don't know it. Kick it with the tree, a nigga, so your best not trip. If you keep on popping shit, my niggas keep my niggas. At this point, even though he is receiving a lot of attention from the ladies, he has decided to take his attention back to some of his adversaries. He does not like people that copy his original style of doing music. He especially does not like it when people take his style of music and take his formula and then act as if they do not know what has happened when he confronts them. He kicks it, or should I say, he hangs out with a lot of very genuine, down-to-earth people that will still kill somebody if necessary. So he is given a forewarning to his adversary that it will be best if a confrontation does not take at hand. He further gets his point by letting him know that if verbally confronted, and if the verbal confront if the verbal confrontation continues to persist, that he will take his weapon of hand and he will not only murder the person, but he will empty out the cartridge. At the end of the verse, he says, ho ass nigga, which basically lists the person that he just murdered or that he has threatened. Know that rather than being in a masculine frame, this person is acting very feminine. Lovely, lovely, lovely verse. My particular take on it, I think that this is ghetto street poetry at its finest. It's poetry. The way that it moves, the way that it flows, everything is just together. It, of course, goes so eloquently with the beat. And I must respect Pimp C, also known as Chad Butler, as a musician because I was informed that he also composed the music. What do you think, Lewis S. Black? Hey, shit, I already told you, it's my favorite song, hot-ass verse, Bun B lit that motherfucker up. But you know what? We can't give them everything at once. I like the way that you broke that shit down, Earl Edwin Esquire III. Why, thank you. And I think what we should do is we should let them blaze on this one. And I'm thinking maybe next week we come back and we try to break down Bun B's verse. Which is a motherfucker. 
Oh, why, yes, I would definitely be more than happy to help explain that verse. That verse is very intricate, and it deserves an episode of its own. With that said, I think we should do a service to the grateful listeners, and let's play the song, or should we should just play the verse in its entirety, uninterrupted. I'm with that. I'm with that. Let's give them the Pimp C verse uninterrupted and let's be up out of here. Maestro, can you cue the music, please? This motherfucker, he just got low, you know what I mean? Because we got to get out here. Ain't no place here for us, you know what I mean? But that motherfucker need a killer, that's all. says black and my proper translator earl edwin esquire the third y'all can catch him on a couple of episodes of the old head fred show y'all can follow that at at old head fred and y'all can catch a lot of that content at at lewis says black y'all can also follow me on at lewis s black l-o-u-i-s-s-b-l-a-c-k on twitter and Instagram, same handle. You can catch all of my original content. If you want to fuck with me on Facebook with the few friends that I have left that I can um, accept, Lewis, L-O-U-I-S, and then a space S, and then another space, B-L-A-C-K. With that said, enjoy this episode, enjoy the breakdown, and continue to bump that UGK music 
Because one thing that I say about an artist is the good thing about being an artist is when you die, even though your body is not here and we may not be able to get new content from you, your name and your legacy will always live on through your music. Especially if you're someone like Pimp C that made it a point to put out good quality music. With that said, we out, y'all. Peace. Usually, I would do some outro music, but for this particular episode, with as much that Pimp C made to me, I would just like for us to do 30 seconds of silence for Pimp C, starting now. No problem. Always got to give respect to the dead. Just wanted us to give 30 seconds to the pimp. And also during that time, use that as a time when you're playing back this episode to give a moment of silence for anybody that has lost a family member to this COVID-19. We will get through this together, even though we can't be together. I appreciate the love and support, y'all. Lewis says black, we out.